So, like, in other countries, I guess that uh, crosswalks are called zebras, and not pronounced zebras, but uh, specifically zebras. So, not fun fact for you there. So, like, you're saying, like, a crosswalk and a zebra are both called zebra mm-hmm. everywhere else except for here? Yeah, one and the same. Yep. Like, everywhere else. Everywhere mm-hmm. else calls a crosswalk a zebra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not, like, any other names for it. No. Not like the walking of crosses. No, it's just like one of those things where Americans just were like, fuck it, we'll just call it a zebra. Kind of like a, a metric system versus standard system yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we just say fuck it. Yeah, yeah that kind of gets... You know what? <laughs> Screw it. Let's be fucking unique. Yeah, probably somebody was like, well, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just call it a crosswalk. And those are such like particular things, like well, especially with like the metric versus standard, like yeah, like yeah. who would have thought? Like why, yeah. why are we like, you know what? We're gonna do it different than everyone else. Yeah. Just cause. Yeah. Is it like a weird like American thing to be like that way when people buy American products, they also have to buy our tools to fix it. Maybe it was just, like, a marketing collaboration. Yeah, it could have been in the manufacturing. But did that even happen before we were even, like, like, was that, like, a colony thing when that started? Or even, like, we even, like, measured, like, we're the only ones with gallons. Like, the metric system is, like, so much easier and simpler. Everything's just in sets of, like, tens for measurements. We're just, like, gallons, pints, (laughs) cups. Yeah. Like, shit. America just doesn't give a fuck. To accommodate the rest of the world, yeah. you know? Like, I couldn't even tell you, like, if somebody was like, yeah, it's just like a kilometer and a half up the road, I'd be like, uh, okay. how many <laughs> miles is that? Yeah. No, I'm not that dumb. Like, I know it's a kilometer slightly smaller than a mile, but, like, still, like, I can't, like, yeah. somebody's like, oh, I need a, how many liters per gallon do you get in your car? Like, fuck if I know. Yeah, right, right. I can tell you gallons. We make things way overcomplicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. somehow, too, like, the whole, like, rest of the world, not everywhere, but, like, English is, like, the, like, language that, like, people are learning, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just also, like, the U.S. dollar is also our global reserve, too. I think the U.S. has put itself, like, in the center of, like, the modern first world and developing countries. I mean, we literally came up with the term first world. Yeah, yeah. Second fair. world's stands for, like, Soviet Russia, uh, and then okay, everything other than that, basically, other than, like, the U- us, U.S. and their allies, yeah. is, like, third world, which yeah. is kind of, like, derogatory, if we, like, think about it, but, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, America just loves to swing its fucking global reserve dick around. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, like, the offended Canadians to, like, to, like... Yeah, man, yeah, shout out to Canadians, on. man. Canadians are, like, trying to do it right, and we're like, nah. Mm-hmm. Canadians got some weird shit going on. Like, no offense to Canadians, like, mostly mean politically-wise, like, most of the people that I've ever met from Canada are, like, honestly some of the so greatest nice. people I've ever met. So nice. But, like, government-wise, there's some weird stuff going on. I mean, that's everywhere, let's yeah. be honest. Governments yeah. kind of are weird. Um, they suck. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an anarchist, but, like, I think that, like, yeah, the know. systems of government we got going on in the world are fucking... Yeah, yeah, I know. ...on another level of, like, some shady shit. <clears throat> and yeah. we need to start talking about it. Come on, Canada. You're next in line. Yeah. Canada's basically U.S., How honestly. did Mexico end up, like, between the United States and Canada, The Mexi- Mexico just kind of, like, 
they got like a really weird deal going on there. Like, how do you mean? Like, there's a like the level, the poverty gap between like the United States and Canada to Mexico yeah. is like like an enormous difference. Crime yeah. rates, their military and government and uh, police uh, force, all of them kind of gotten like really corrupted through like cartels and stuff. Well, it's because like also Mexico um, kind of is influenced more with like. Um, like, South America's government styles and everything with that sort of part of government and finances and all but that. That's the, but Mexico is still part of North America, you know? Like, how did they get, like, the, like, they're like, well, you guys take the South, the South continent. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I forget about South America a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I think about, like, you know, the rainforest and the shamanism and spiritual stuff that come out of there. But I never really, like, I'm like... I could not tell you what's going on in South America, like, politics-wise or, like, diplomatically. Like, I know, like, you know, some stuff here and there, like, about Venezuela and, yeah, uh, you know, Argentina Brazil and, and just, like, yeah. some of the stuff going on in Central America. But, like, I forget about South America vastly more than any other continent. Yeah, I mean, I hardly have enough time to keep up with, like, what the fuck's going on in my own country. When it comes to, like... My own life, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I, I don't know. It's a whole bunch of different opinions, and I don't know how to make any sense of it anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. So yeah. then we just have to sit here and know <clears throat> that, like, when the Beatles were walking across the zebra on Abbey Road... Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that wasn't a crosswalk. Yeah, it was not at all. <laughs> like that, that, like, you said that, and I was like, this is the number one pressing issue for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. The zebra thing. Yeah. I didn't no. mean to start talking about, like, the geopolitics of South America somehow <laughs> from zebra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's relevant. <laughs> and it's so hard to, like, coordinate, like, Trying to like manage and take care of my own specific egoic life and like, like the person that I am in the day to day, you know, like with my job and my coworkers and my family and friendships and like mm-hmm. relationship things and just mundane petty chores like, you know, doing laundry and the dishes and stuff. And then like also contemplating, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the, the, uh, human collective type of sphere stuff and then outside of that just like the spiritual like nature of consciousness stuff like we go through these like shifts I feel like at least with me like sometimes like life is really teaching me these like grounded like very like human present moment type of like lessons and stuff like you know conflicts and stuff then sometimes like existential stuff gets thrown in there and like it's like what happens to the rest of that stuff that I was working on, like, with family and stuff. It just goes to a default mode, almost, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, things are working fine there, and then I'm just in some, like, existential realm contemplating the nature of, like, ismus, and... Well, you're really, like, crown-heavy, you know? Like, you're really, like, crown-heavy. So I think that's naturally, like, more where you would... In solid gold, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because, like, I... I I think a lot of the time, um, you know, because we both kind of share that weakness with the solar plexus. I think most humans in general do, probably, in, in general, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I think because your solar plexus is really giving you, like, a sense of, like, self and, like, place, you know. 
And a lot of the time, I think a lot of spiritual workers are also trying to eliminate the idea of, like, centering in with, like, them as a, as a, like, like an individual, you know, because it's not trendy, like, in a spiritual community to be, like... Well, yeah, and, like, the one, like, you know, like, with, like, yoga, modern, like, uh, American yoga studio stuff, like, it's all, not even that, even just, like... When you get in, your ego really gets involved in spirituality. It's a lot like, like, nah, yeah. fuck the self. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. it's all about, like, losing and ditching the self. And it's yeah. not really, like, yeah. I think growing older and, like, going through very specific hardships and stuff, I realized how, like, important that, like, balance between the nature of our, like, physical, grounded, earth-being self and our, our etheric, uh, spiritual body, energy body. It's, like... Yeah. We don't need to ditch one or the other. We just need to bring it back to balance. Yeah, we don't really humans... need to, like, specifically attach to one form of identity, you know, and, like, give it, like, uh, you know, power. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because, yeah, you know, we have a self and that's okay to to accept that, you know. But, yeah, I think it, it, it just becomes a lot of the time where you go from, like, being like a programmed piece of the matrix as a human and then Mm -hmm. you're like wait there's more and like you start to actually be like oh i think i'm experiencing like um i think i'm experiencing that i'm like not the center of the universe for the first time ever you know Mm -hmm. and that like i'm connected to much more so then you don't really think about yourself as much like at least a lot of the time with myself when, like, I have a, you know, a personal problem or something involving just general day-to-day life, I'm like, well, it's not really relevant or special to me. That's just, like, the illusion of myself trying to, um, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. It's trying to, like, you know, distract me and, and own me and claim me, <laughs> you know, and attach itself wherever it can. But, but like, uh, no, you know? Well, yeah, I think that's where, like, a lot of the, like, existential contemplations come in clutch. Because, like, say, come in clutch, bro. Because, like, you know, you think about, like, things like multidimensionality and stuff. And, like, just contemplating, like, you know, what exactly this mystery of of life and, and existence is, you know, and in this experience and everything. And, like, one of the things that I, I contemplate a lot with is, like, you know thinking about what are the multiple dimensions and stuff like that and one of the things you can kind of start to consider is that from our third dimensional perspective we see that like everything has a center there's like a center a core to everything what if multi-dimensionally speaking that the universe or, or, or the thing that we're experiencing actually has multiple centers and that it's not that same type of like third dimensional construct and people might think like oh okay well now you're just saying stuff but like there's relevance there because if you want to think about the nature of consciousness having multiple centers meaning we're all the center of consciousness you know we can experience and realize like oh yeah it's very easy for ego to be like yeah i mean i'm the center of all my experience when you start to realize that everything is the center of its own experience start to realize is there really such a thing as as center or self in in that perspective beyond you know just you know everything we've known before that like yeah you know we recognize that the center of the fucking universe is sitting right in front of us and it's also within us Mm -hmm. and it's like it's very um there's a lot of uh what's the word 
good vibes, I guess, with that, like, realization. Because you think about that, and it's like, God, like, what do I have to worry about? When I'm dealing with anything, no matter what I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with the fucking center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, and vice versa, you know, like, it's like remembering who you are is just simply remembering that you are a unique version of the infinite center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, no matter yeah. what's occurring, you're creating it or you're experiencing a creation of yourself from a different point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, um, you know, as individuals, no matter what, you're going to feel I'm an individual and I am the center of the universe because you, you t- kind of technically you are from your experience you know, until you really branch out further and try to actually, like, deconstruct that a little bit, you know. But like you were saying, trying to strike that balance, you know, with, like, even the solar plexus, obviously. Like, trying to really, like, tune in with, like, like the body that you wear and then tune in with, like, the spirit, you know, that you are. And then, you know, the experiences that you um, have, but not trying to, like, attach and identify, you know, to all of those, um, you know, I mean, kind of top-heavy on one or another, I suppose. It's good to, you know, be able to just observe all of those without actually attaching. But, yeah, no, that's, that's I think that's obviously, you know, we're kind of, uh, it's a fine line. You're always kind of trying to, like, tune back into true self and um, higher self and God and be like, okay, am I just, um, am I just fucking insane right now and just like <clears throat> I'm just too attached with like this version of uh, a self where you know I've just my ego has has actually played another trick of attaching to another version of what I claim you know that I am I am this I am that you know mm-hmm. or are you able to just like kind of sit back and observe um, and not be too Attached to even just the experiences you're having day to day. Or have even placed the judgments like, you know, am I insane on there or is this, you know, trying to think like, well, I think that that's a big struggle is finding, trying to like, trying to find certainty and something that is so fluidly uncertain. Mm-hmm. I have anything certain, it's that it's uncertain, whatever it is, whatever this mystery of experience is. Because mm-hmm. like when we place judgment and certainties on things, we're limiting the and neglecting the fact that it's everything else simultaneously. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. And there's, there's is usefulness in finding those... Um, what's the word? Finding certainties in things. Like, you know, and in conveying messages to people, we have to kind of be like, certainly, this is the English language that I'm speaking. Because we've agreed upon that it is so. But really what's happening is we're just making all these tiny mouth noises and clicks and, and opening our mouth and larynx and passing mm-hmm. air through it in a way that's conveying a neurological um, process. You know, if you want to look at things from a materialistic point of view, that's kind of right, all right. that's really happening. And we're just kind of being like, this is English. Yeah, right. You yeah, know? Yeah. So it's like, actually, it's not certain. You know, there's words that... I don't know that are in this own language. There are words right, I yeah. can make a blagandmana right now and just be like, that's now English. Yeah. And it'd be just as valid as the word, like, rigamortis. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, Something I was, like, just randomly thinking about the other day. You know, I was listening to um, 
you know, I was listening to like a podcast and, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm really into like decentralized everything. Was it the Nomadic you know? Curiosity podcast? <laughs> I hear that one's really good. You nah, guys should check it nah, out. No, they lame. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, they, they plug themselves on... in their own podcast. Right, right. They sponsor themselves. Logistical. <laughs> yeah. Just um, losers. But yeah, so like the one dude that was talking, you know, he was uh, Australian. Um, but he had kind of like an American accent as well. Like it was like half Australian, half American. Um, and, uh, he grew up in America and everything. His parents were Australian, you know? So it's pretty crazy that like you can actually have like this like programmed like way you're speaking just based on literally like your parents having an accent and you really not actually... Being, like, you know, from Australia or, or um, you know, if you were in England or you know, whatever, wherever, you might have, like, still English-based as, like, your language. But, like, you... <laughs> I don't, it was just kind of, like, weird. I kind of, well, like, got distracted while I was I mean, listening. that's kind of, like, my grandma has a very strong Rhode Island accent, which is, yeah. like, New England. Yeah. And sometimes I'll find that I say words kind of weird. Yeah. And, like, I realize I'm saying it, like, you know, how my grandma says it. And, like, my parents kind of said those same, like, yeah. types of words. Yeah. You know, and so it's, like... Only just, it's like a literally like a third generation of accent. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so minuscule. <laughs> and that's mixed with like my dad's side of the family, which has just like been Ohio farmer for the past like nine generations. Yeah. So we have like a, kind of like a hick accent, kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, not that heavy, but like. Yeah, yeah. They say things like crick instead of creek. Yeah, and like, my grandma, yeah. And that's too, mixed yeah. with a Rhode Island accent. So I have like a weird like speech pattern. Yeah. I mean like. So, like, I get that, that it's, like, it's weird that we just kind of... I know. It's just weird. Like, you just have these, like, programs in you, and you don't even, like... Is that vernacular? Or is that, like, the, yeah. the way of saying things? Yeah, your vernacular, that's, like, like your, it's like... like your, dialect. Yeah, maybe. it's, like, your lingo type... Yeah, it's the way you, it's the way you speak, yeah. Because, yeah. like, could you imagine <laughs> if, like, people still spoke in, like, Old English, like, Shakespearean? Yeah, like, I love when I'm seeing, like, um like, any, like... Like, or if I'm listening or whatever, any, any like, gentlemen from the 50s, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the way they speak, I'm like, god damn, like, so much classier. Even, like, watching, like, the, like, seeing, like, a news, like, clip from, like, the 60s, even. Yeah. With all the girls, well, they kind of talk like yeah. this. Yeah, And, well, yeah. I was walking down by the street, and I found yeah. this thing. Yeah. And it's, like, this, like, really, like, it's a different accent. Yeah, it's it is. It's different. It is, yeah. And, like... I kind of like that better. I like the 60s accent better. Like, yeah. I don't, it feels yeah. so much more like, just like, I don't, just like, all, uh, innocent, yeah. I guess. Because now I feel like our words are so, like, conviction-y. I don't know. Like, it's like, also like Maybe the, it's just because I'm so used to the way we talk now that I'm like, I like that better. Right, so. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, like, I even like, um, <clears throat> like how women would talk, you know, when they were like like, being sassy, you know, like, in, like, the 50s and 60s mm. and, like, stuff like that. I don't know why. That just gets me going, yeah. Like, like the sassy know? 80s talk, too, is that, like... Yeah. I don't even... Yeah, like, um, Carrie Fisher, you know, mm. when she's, like, oh, you know, obviously in Star Wars and everything, and when she's, like, when she's, like, talking, like, sometimes I'm, like, you know, <laughs> I'm just, like, <laughs> I just really respect it. Like, <laughs> there's, like, a, a, like, a respect, like, that's a woman right there, you know? Like, yeah. like <laughs> you oh, know? man, yeah, like, I'll, I'll, like, think that I'm going, having, like, a rough day, and, then like, I'll, like, talk to my, like, grandparents who are, like, in their, like, mid-80s, mid-to-late-80s, mm-hmm. and, like, 
they'll just be like, you know, say something about their childhood. And I'll be like, oh, God, I have it so... Like, my grandma's mm-hmm. prom dress was made out of seed bags from, like, the farm. Like, mm-hmm. my great-grandma just, like, knitted... My grandma, like, you know, her mom knitted yeah. her, like, sewed together some seed bags. And that was her prom dress. Yeah, yeah. You know, they lived on a farm during the Great Depression. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, my phone battery died. Right. Or, you know, maybe even sometimes I go through harder things than that, obviously. Well, no, like, obviously, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, shit, that was, that's like the most, like, bluesy shit ever. They're like, yeah, yeah, so casually is, yeah. polished. See, like, now that's what privileged people do, being punk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now privileged people want that. You know what I mean? Because it's too boring, like, now. Yeah, it's too well, yeah, easy. People literally make themselves suffer on purpose. That's like, yeah. you see, like, in California, a lot of people were, like, choosing to go to be homeless because they were like, you know, I'm going to live with the homeless people because, like... Right, we have a friend now from I'm, school I was telling you about how mm-hmm. he went and just, like, decided to do that yeah. because that was it's cool. Like, you're so privileged in choosing to be homeless. Some people, like, are homeless because they, like, literally don't have any other options. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people also put themselves into a state of being homelessness through, you know, addictions and stuff. And yeah, I've talked to a lot yeah. of people that have been homeless and are no longer. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of the thing that they say it's from. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of I mean, people seek that out, too. I think if, like, you don't have enough suffering day to day, uh, I think, like, you're going to seek it out regardless. Like, this was something I was talking to a a friend of mine about, like, a while ago. Um, And, uh, like, uh, it was just something I was kind of, like, reflecting on a little bit. Because she was saying, like, how she, like, hasn't really had that experience of, like, like being on her own yet. And, like, um, like, kind of just, like, not worry, like, worrying, like... Like, she hasn't been in, like, a, a, you know, like, I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight type thing. Or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to pay for rent. Or I don't know what I'm going to do for work and stuff. You know, and she was saying, like, that actually sounds like something, like, she would like to do because she's, like, a very practical person. Like, you can learn a lot from living in those. Th- yeah. Figure out what, you know. Right. Honestly, like, you surprise yourself with some of the things you're capable of. Honestly, you're yeah. the opportunity. It's, it's pretty amazing, too, because things actually do just, like, work out, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like. I mean, there's been times when really, like, obviously I just, like, didn't know where the fuck I was going to sleep, you know what I mean, or whatever. Uh, like, when I was using, obviously, though, that, so that was a different kind of contributor to that. But, like, uh, yeah, things are just, like, people end up, like, I'm still very grateful for a lot of people that helped me and stuff like that when I really was just, like, so just on my own. Like, I didn't have uh, gas to put in my car, let alone try to get a job, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, well, I mean, yeah, because you look at that and... Homelessness in the lower chakra type of measures, meaning like in the physical world of homelessness is something, but there is like a, there's a deeper part of like what really is homelessness. Like it's, you know, what is that drive to, to be so lost, like kindred and not at home? You know, I think a lot of, a lot more people than just physically homeless, which Physically homeless is a different caliber because that's, like, actually life-threatening at times because of the weather yeah, and uh, right. finding food and just being able to, like, you know, be clean enough to get into a job interview and actually get the job to get yourself out of that. Yeah, you know? it's really hard when you're at that point. Um, but know? but there's a there's a more of a spiritual sense of homelessness, too, that I think is a larger societal condition that ultimately might lead even to that deeper, that, that actual physical homelessness. I think a great deal of people are already homeless and they don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't have that center of, of of home, like feeling home wherever they are, you know. 
a nomadic curiosity, mm-hmm. no matter where your curiosity takes you, you are home. <coughs> there's nomadic, but then there's homeless. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, almost like a rejection or a disconnection from everything that you experience. That's a really common thing, especially with people that are our age or, you know, even younger, some a little older. I find that a lot of people really don't. They don't feel at home anywhere they are. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, temporarily. I mean, I think in a bed, but I think, too, um, like there's this sense of like, um, you know, disconnection that a lot of, um, you know, like, uh, you know, even like the Native Americans, you know, they say we're we're so cut off, you know, from Mother Nature or, um, you know, the Great Spirit or whatever. Um, And in all sorts of different um, more. really grounded um, religions or spiritual practices or tribes or um, whatever you want to call that, you know, those practices. Um, Where a lot of the time they just describe, like, how disconnected um, people living in the world are from the earth. Because we are, you know, we are just organic, a natural part of our earth, but we're living in um, a man-made world built on top of it. And it really um, throws us off, you know, uh, really subliminally or uh, subconsciously um, in small ways as well, besides even just actually being able to identify like, oh, yeah, it's just the LED light that's bothering me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, or like, oh, I just haven't actually, my skin has not touched the earth in a while or something like that. It's not like y'all it's always like all the food it. that I've eaten has been so processed and chemical ridden that I'm not actually obtaining any actual like life-giving nutrients i'm just eating yeah. you know frozen pizza that, yeah like i heated up in the <laughs> oven and like you know i haven't consumed like the fruit of this earth really like yeah you know it's just been so touched manipulated right like, that's why i'm feeling so disconnected right like on, on a top, physical level on yeah. top of not yeah. actually touching the world or exercising right. and you're just you know the led lights the blue lights from our computers and phones and mm-hmm. tvs you know we just experience so much artificialness that it's like our connection to this earth and to this planet is just being forgotten slowly mm-hmm. it's not it hasn't gone anywhere it's still there we still are connected we just aren't aware as as much as we could be as as in sync with the the uh divine nature of this you know and one could make the argument and say that, you know, maybe that is our nature, is to, to do these things, these disconnecting things. Well, and I if think, so, it's a self-sabotaging nature. And I, I think you and I both have experienced what self-sabotaging nature can do. Yeah, I think, though, like, I think where humans kind of um, didn't really, like, plan for, because obviously nobody wants to fucking, like, just totally be a walking zombie. Nobody decided that that's what they wanted um, from a personal choice, at least, you know, um, but I think like a lot of the time where we started building the world, it was actually meant so that we could better connect with each other, you know, to, because we're tribal animals. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, and our inventions but, to alleviate our suffering, you know, to make life easier, to make doing things easier. That's what most of the technology and stuff was created for. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just like when we were building cities and, and we're laying concrete mm. on the ground and we're. We're, uh, we're building um, carts, you know, we're building carts to be able to... Um, Make resources more available and accessible. Well, yeah, and to portable. travel to one another. I mean, like, you know, to, because before there were automobiles and obviously all that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think it was all meant so that we could better connect with each other and everything, but obviously it ended up turning to the point where now we've got technology where it kind of also cripples us because then we can choose to not actually have to connect with other people while still, like, um, in the comfort and privacy of... Uh, like, I, I honestly, I'm basically learning from probably, like, five, six different people a day mm. that do not know I exist at all, yeah. you know? Well, like, yeah, and that's where, like, you know, you and I are both products of the generation that is at the leading peak of this apex of technology that we're in, Yeah, you know? And so, like, one could say, you know, we're having these very deep, profound conversations because our technology, like our phones and computers and even television to some extent, has made our lives so easy that we actually have the time to sit back and actually ponder these deep natures of reality. And also the suffering and, and, and physical ailments that actually come with such, like, depre- deprecation from nature, such, you know, like a sensory deprivation from nature itself, mm-hmm. gives us that, like, drive to, like, get the fuck out of, like, that, like, trap of, yeah. of you know... To find that balance, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, th- I think you know that's kind of, in my opinion, when like in biblical things, when they talk about what Lucifer is, is it's really it's the drive of suffering that's so intense that it leads us to an awakening. Hmm. And I think that maybe we've created technology that has made it so easy for us that we can learn from, you know, like we learn from Alan Watts, Terrence McKenna. I mean, um, we, and real like quick, real thirty quick, different I just other people say something. in one hour. I yeah. want to say something real quick. Like when you said that too, it really was like. I always work on my, like, negative sort of connotations towards things or anything. I always try to stay unbiased and just draw connections. But either way, so when you were saying, like, how uh, with Lucifer, obviously, you know, um, you know, that suffering actually um, will help with, like, awakening, basically. That's, like, really, like, what, like, Buddhism is. And Buddhism, obviously, is, like, oh, nice and zen, like beautiful you know Mm -hmm. namaste well on the outside and the inside buddhism is right really hard right right it's like really hard work i know but like that's just it's just like kind of like a little funny correlation Mm -hmm. i just had right there that i was just like wow you know because like i know that we obviously have our our, uh you know our own little beliefs about things our own paradigms or whatever you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I, I, i like too though like how a lot of those like old like you know like like in like the representations, like technically Lucifer before like the fall of the angels and stuff that like created hell and all that, biblically speaking, Lucifer was the most powerful angel. He was an archangel, which yeah. is like literally like the most powerful thing next to God. Yeah. He was the most powerful archangel and he was the, the angel of light. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how the angel of light was cast into a realm of infinite darkness and fire and pain, all because he wanted to be more powerful than God himself. Mm-hmm. And so what God did, did biblically speaking, what was, God did. was what God done did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was he put that buddy down in hell. <laughs> you know, but uh, He sent he, that boy a blazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the most powerful thing next to existence itself decided it wanted to be more powerful than existence itself. Yeah. So what did... Uh, the all omnipotent, all knowing, all powerful entity of creation itself do took that thing and it put it in such a position where it was so much intense suffering mm-hmm. that basically that entire will of being more than what infinite is itself is a foolish game to the extent that basically the suffering 
caused the awakening in what I would consider to be uh, Lucifer's awakening is realizing that the pursuit of of power and and becoming greater than than God itself is um what's the word unimportant unimportant I'm trying to articulate this well because I I've done a lot of thinking about this because like honestly you know people look at things like evil and stuff and I've done a lot of contemplation on like the nature of evil and mm-hmm. you know because from my experience through you know spiritual travels in meditation and psychedelia I've come to understand that we live in an infinitely good existence like it is an actual it is actually infinite love that we live in right fundamentally of and course, so yeah, when yeah. you have to contemplate things like you know children dying of cancer and like you know the nature of evil like genocide and like lucifer is this archetypal archetypal like character that kind of signifies that whole realm of like evil which would separate evil from good and like love and evil being like opposites and stuff, realizing that it's it's a different kind of infinite love that we live in. It's not the like gushy, ooey, gooey feeling of love. It's a love that is greater than our comprehension itself. Yeah. And sometimes we can't comprehend why such negative, horrible things are actually part of the divine architecture of love itself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you, we can be aware enough. Like like Lucifer being the ne- the most powerful thing next to God itself, wanting to become aware of God and be more powerful than God, mm-hmm. wound it up into this like stream of suffering so great that it realizes that it's that that there's no need for that because it is God. You yeah. know, it, it it's not anything other than God. It said it's always been just as powerful as God, but it's a essence of of. Uh, power struggle and and it, I think that that falls into a very common human attribute and causation of suffering is is a power struggle realizing that we're all one and and we're all centers of the same universe and all centers of the same spiritual being that like we no longer will suffer through this endless pursuit of power struggle you know it, it's very very elaborate you know and I don't think a lot of people are they're, they're too afraid to even like do like contemplation on topics like Lucifer and and Satan and, and evil, yeah, you know it's too dark or you know they they just don't know. So like they think if you think about that thing, it's gonna manifest like evil into your life. Mm-hmm. It's not true. What it's doing is it's helping you understand and transcend the the very idea of of evil and and the nature of suffering. And duality, yeah, just duality in general. Because mm-hmm. obviously that, <clears throat> like in my opinion, that like. That version of um, that version of God, you know, that like that you know, I identify more with is more like just that that unconditional love. It literally wouldn't matter if it was just like um, if like your version of God is just literally like sacred geometry. Like if you just um, you know are like, nope, I only will consider fact that I can prove with my eyeballs. You know, then, like, if you look with your eyeballs, like, it's pretty amazingly how fundamentally matter just manifests in everything. You know, whether it's, like, you know, whether it grows with the Fibonacci ratio, you know, or or, or, or whether it, um, <laughs> it can exist as a wave and an atom at the same time and neither, or it can exist in multiple places or whatever, you know, then that's pretty amazing and, um pretty infinitely fucking amazing actually you know that's like unconditional fucking 
existence. So it doesn't have to be this, like, this unconditionally supportive, loving being, you know, or mm-hmm. this, like, stern father figure or this, um, this Buddhist practice or it doesn't or like have to this, be this. Like, judge in the sky. Yeah, right. It doesn't have judge. to be any sort of specific thing, you mm-hmm. know, because it can be all those things. Well, That's it's minimizing fine. what it is. It's a yeah. great mystery. Right. Like, way simplifying it down is, like, the best course. Because that's, honestly, the hardest thing to do is when you're actually trying to get to the base of things. You're trying to go to that fundamental level rather than, like, picking and choosing, you know, um, you know, this and that in front of you based on your experiences, you know, based on, you know, what you can see with your senses or based on what you can, you know, you know, experience in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of things. One, you know, yeah, we live in that, that <clears throat> unknowable mystery. And, you know, like, I feel like kind of trying to know that unknowable mystery is like trying to like learn the magician's secrets in a way. And it's like, the mysterious part is, is like, it's so vastly, inc- incomprehensibly infinite, meaning, like, infinite in the actual literal sense of infinite, that, like, we, it is absolutely never knowable. And, like, it's going to make us suffer the longer we pursue the knowledge that is unknowable. And I think that there's, like, a lot of wisdom in that, like, surrender to just, like, I don't know. And that's where, like, a lot of, like, um, you know, masters of, like, uh, a spiritual attainment and enlightenment and stuff, they, they, they teach people on the premise of, I have nothing to teach you. And they think, ah, ha-ha, he's, you know, being riddled, so it's nothing to teach me. But mm-hmm. it's like they're still pursuing constantly, pursuing yeah, this yeah. knowledge, and they're just not getting it. They're not getting it. Yeah, and you're like, seeking and you're seeking and, and that's you're chasing. Kinda like Alan Watts talking about like <clears throat> the idea of um, nirvana is the the surrender. Yeah, is that surrender of like giving up? Like, oh, finally! Like, I realize like I don't have to do this. Yeah, and that's where like I I wanted to bring back that lose for idea because I kind of thought myself oh, yeah. out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, you know, God or or the source, the the infinite field of love consciousness created Lucifer created this entity knowing that it would be become so powerful that it wanted to become more powerful than the very thing that it created that created it you know uh the source consciousness knew you know ahead of time through the creation that this was the this was the path this was the Tao of this this energy that it created that it manifested so that pursuit of God, that pursuit of the knowledge of God, in a sense, is literally what Luciferianism is. Is 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 trying to pursue the knowledge of God, and the only way out of that infinite loop of what could be considered as evil or suffering is realizing that it's a the very thing that you are. You're trying to know something that is unknowable. And it's not, like, a thing that's, like, okay, it's, like, not actually unknowable. Like, it's knowable, but it's, like, no, it's, like, genuinely, it is so vast and infinite. The only way to know it is to just become God. Yeah, you're trying to, to make to something. surrender yourself entirely to just being God. Yeah, you're trying to, to you're trying to make sense of something infinite in a finite way, you know? Mm-hmm. When, we, I mean, we all fall into that trap. I think that's where... 
I think that's where you learn more and more, is trying to make things finite out of just infinite fucking jibble jabber goopa jabber, you know? So, like, it's 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 fun, you know, but it's 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 a problem once we uh, become extremely attached to it. Um, and uh, uh, this way is my way, you know, and this is the way it is, you know, type of thing. Like, because I love, love, love the idea that, that humans have um have made so many different religions, you know, and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's really beautiful how many different ways people have gotten like really creative about like wondering about this idea of um, you know, God. But I think it really I, I think uh, we are way overcomplicated a lot mm-hmm. of practices and and beliefs and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. just day to day because we're trying to perfect right. something that it is, is kind already of perfect in that nature what religions are it's like the great deception it's trying to perfect something that you already are that already is perfect it's like looking at things and deciding okay this isn't perfect i could be more than this yeah and and pursuing in every way to, oh, to an Zuckerberg. exhausting <laughs> <laughs> we put on star trek and it's data the you know the android dude and it's <laughs> mark zuckerberg <laughs> literally it literally looks like him that's creepy yeah just um, with a different haircut <laughs> um but yeah we're essentially constantly ugh, my girlfriend always tells me i say the word essentially a lot <laughs> she makes fun of me for it. So now I you catch do that, myself. yeah, you do that. You really love words. You really love to like play with words and be like, I'm expressing this with all of the juices that I have, creating vibrations <laughs> yeah. of sounds yeah. in order to convey a message. Yeah, of articulated yeah. architecture. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, Ar- articulated architecture. Yeah, my the architecture of my thoughts. I'm so conveying through mouth noises. Essentially, <laughs> we're constantly trying to pursue. Yeah. Uh, making something that is just so uncomprehensibly perfect different because that's our egoic will, our, our Luciferian will, our drive to make what is already absolutely perfect something else. And we are never able to achieve that constantly, always will end in causing suffering and non, non-satisfaction. We'll never be satisfied. We'll never be satisfied is so long as we try to change the very thing that is just what is. Trying to change what is. We're just, you know, and that's not to say we should better our societies and, and devise ways to, to awaken people that are blind to this or, or to, to uh, devise ways to make sure everybody's fed and, and, and safe and, and we're not in conflict with each other. You know, those are, those are things that... that are needed if we want to this species to continue its genetic passage into the ether of time, you know? But as so long as we try to change it, constantly trying to change it in so many different ways that's conflicting, we're never going to be happy. So the only way to ever be at peace and content with reality and, and to really find alleviation from suffering is to just surrender to that which is and recognize that it is unknowably and so great in in, in, in in its mystery and in its perfection that we there's nothing to do there's there's nothing there's, there is not a single thing to do reality is as perfect as as the perfection of the most intelligent infinitely intelligent force of love 
has manifested within itself, and we just get to experience it. If we think it's not perfect and want to change it constantly, then we're never going to be happy. It's already perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of, um, obviously, learning about, like, decentralization of things, you know? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, oh, my gosh. It, it, it's not perfect anymore. Um, and um, it just kind of actually, like, I've been thinking so much about just decentralization in general, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just that's something I wanted to write down real quick while we were talking. Here, anyway, he's so. just... Right. Okay, yeah, 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 thanks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, decentralizing those, like, attachments and beliefs and everything and experiences, I, I really like that. Yeah, decentralization has been kind of a big word for you because you've been kind of introduced that through the financial sector right. of our species Right, through such, like a, through such, like, a lame surface-level way, it's been, like, really crazy. Because, obviously, naturally, I way overcomplicate things and way overthink things, you know? But I was doing, like, a lot of learning about, like, Basically, how do economies work? Which is basically governments. Like, economies are governments, governments yeah. are economies, you know? Yeah, it's um, kind of like the, the the building block of, like, what, you know, like, our government kind of does. Is right, and then that defines, that defines a country, and then that defines a culture, and then that defines personal freedom and mm-hmm. so on, you know? And, like, it's, it's amazing what, like, in the whole... Um, you know the crypto space, cryptocurrency world, and everything. What um what a lot of projects are doing with technology and and stuff with blockchain and DAG and whatnot. But then I've been going into this whole other side of like decent decentralization and taking it like on so many different levels. You know, but but yeah, you know, I, I was just kind of you know thinking about that as well. Because mm-hmm. also I'm thinking about like the shirts we're gonna make, mm-hmm. and like I I definitely want to do like a um a series of decentralized like decentralized religion you know decentralized posters and stuff too yeah 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 it's just like you know because it really has been something that really has like changed my whole perceptions of a lot of things on like the worldly level because i never really did give that much attention to things like i don't really care that much about what's going on with the world i feel like based on the things that you told me it was more or less like you always kind of seemed like you were just kind of like i mean what's the point like i mean it's gonna like I have no control over any of it. Yeah, there's no solution. So, like, why even learn about it if it's just something that's just going to happen? Like, it's not like I can do anything about it. Yeah, I didn't want to I think you're kind of realizing that that's not particularly the case. Yeah, I didn't really want to play the old, the game that, like, the old systems have created. Paradigm of Pisces age. Yeah, I don't like it. Obviously, it just doesn't work for everybody. We, We can't live in a world where it just doesn't work for everybody. Like, that's not fair. You know, that's just not in, that's not a fundamental, that's just not how we sustain. Mm -hmm. But then we actually have, like, pretty amazing technologies when it just came from literally, like, Bitcoin (laughs) to, like, now it's like, no, let's decentralize governments. Let's Mm -hmm. decentralize education. what a, what an amazing (laughs) movement, too, because it's like an unstoppable force. It's amazing, because the technology that, that they're talking about and using in order to do these things like decentralizing the like power structure of human control dynamics yeah. is like so much superior to yeah. that what we're using right now right. that it's like it's it nothing can stop what it's coming because you can't nothing can stop you can't it. create things out of thin air as well mm-hmm. like when it comes to like 
finances and stuff like with the whole financial system that's like one of the awesome things about the technology is like you can't just make it up you know what i mean i think a lot of people look at cryptocurrency and they think like it's all just made up it's like like what even is the internet first off what is even the cyber landscape and all that yeah i yeah. think like it's all just fake it's all just like bait bits of data like I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it is. It's 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 a uh, it's basically your. But de- decentralizing it means like nobody's profiting off of this this imaginary like, not imaginary, but this like created bit of data. Well, there's there's a there's different kind of areas where people have used. So the technology that really helps with decentralization, like in all these different areas, like even there's lots of there's lots of uh, lots of teams working on um, and developers obviously as well on the tech side, working on even doing um, decentralized blockchain technology for history and education purposes, which is beautiful. Or things like where um, people who don't exist in the eyes of the world in some third world country, you know what I mean? They are actually all accounted for and there's no, okay, sorry, you don't even exist. You don't have, you don't have any sort of legal... A proof of who you are that you even really exist that you are relevant basically mm-hmm. like birth certificates or fucking whatever it's all like um like essentially ma- essentially <laughs> yeah. it is all literally a made-up system of built off of the idea of language and and stuff to like and then num- numerics to like give you an identity that yeah. isn't like actually truthful in the deepest sense of truthful you know so it's like kind of like here's your barcode if you can't prove that this barcode is actually you then like yeah too bad yeah yeah and it's like whoa well then also i just wanted to throw in there that like the the current financial system that we have right now and the centralized uh federal reserve and all of that stuff goes into like a very deep thing that most people be like oh a conspiracy but it's like no it's actually actually right in front of our faces yeah it's it's more or less just research it's very public yeah Yeah. it's no Um, secret it's basically there's a small group of people that are profiting off of uh manipulating and creating our financial system kind of almost out of thin air like they just loan they create money loan it to banks with interest and the banks can never pay it back and so therefore our money represents debt to these people and not just that then the in a very crude sense yeah but then it's not even just that people print money out of thin air yes but then banks lend that same dollar to 12 different people and have just created 12 more dollars of this dollar that is not backed Mm -hmm. by gold or anything actually so the one thing that really, really is amazing about decentralization and um, a lot of the cryptocurrency space, because obviously uh, finances play a part in your freedom and your luxury of life um, on a material level, obviously. Um, but then the one thing that really, really helps is that it's a trustless system. Mm-hmm. It's trustless. You don't have to trust that, oh, my dollar will be able to provide me safety in the end of the day, that I will be able to afford a roof over my head or food in my mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's, it's a stable. It, it's not unstable. It's not. It's, it's trustless, like you're right, saying. Right. Like, it, it will do that. It's not. It's Yeah, it's just changeable. literally a computer program. Can't be taken away. Like yeah. That. And it's I think literally no party like, that benefits. We kind of talked it. about this with Jace, too, the last time he was on here, where we talked about, like, Basically, backing certain <laughs> crypto um, currencies with um, with specific um, metals and resources and stuff, and like how like profoundly um, uh, what's the word? How pro- profoundly um, uh, what's the word? Mm, profoundly 
perfect that system would be for, like, when we start mining things like asteroids and stuff and mining, uh, like, uh, areas in space where we can then, you know, use certain currencies to basically be backed by these metal resources that are in an infinite landscape of stuff before us. We're we're basically entering a, a realm of, in a sense, you know, Limited but limitless resources that are available to us, you know, and as much as we can mine and all that. But there is probably at some point a finite amount of matter and, you know, whether or not other intelligent species and stuff we'd have to compete with. But using a crypto to back mining of, you know, space metals. And technically, too, there's also um, within like the on the more tech side, obviously, um, there's um, things called non-fungible tokens like. For example, with just like a currency, um, with a currency, my one dollar I can swap out with one your your one dollar. It doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Or my one bitcoin I could swap out with your one bitcoin. That doesn't matter. That's a fungible asset. Mm-hmm. But with a non fungible asset, just like maybe your mother's underwear that you're just so attached to. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like personal <laughs> personal value. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joking about that. But yeah, obviously something like okay, your actual house that is a unique asset. There, mm-hmm. that's not fungible. Or you like know? your family heirloom that might not be actually worth that much, but yeah. is like precious or, to you. Or like there was just um like a Banksy that was mm-hmm. actually burnt. And replaced as a non-fungible token. Mm-hmm. It's basically a non-fungible asset, you know. And then there's there's all kinds of different things that work in the in the crypto space that are really revolutionary, actually, because you can tokenize your actual service as a human being as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you can actually do all kinds you of determine different your own value and worth. Basically. Yeah, literally, wow. in a way, in a way where it's actually credible and trustless and not assigned by anybody else. It's just pure. Mm-hmm proof it's just pure which statistics would and basically facts. help with an entire like that whole like where people talk about universal basic income if that were that value were to be determined by this uh base by this uh blockchain of like actual like like very intelligent determination of valuing wealth based upon what you offer to the to the system itself yeah. you know you would actually then reap the benefits of the work that you do. You wouldn't have to worry about, like, you know, basically making the same amount of money as somebody who does not put the same amount of effort to deserve that money and as you. It's a good way to organize things that's like, in a way that wasn't meant to fit in a in a perfect um, round hole, so whether it, you're a square peg or not. Is it like a free... It's, it's like a uncorruptible free market... Yeah, um, yeah. System, from yeah. what I'm understanding, from yeah. like the way you're saying, which I I'm all for. Like I yeah. think that that's like a really brilliant idea. You know, I think the biggest problem that most people have with free market societies is the the corruptible a- assets. Right, right, and right. And so if we remove the corruptibleness of it, or at least drastically limit it, yeah, that would, you know, the incentivization for innovating is still there. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, value that you, you know the unique value that you gain from your amount of work that you put in is still there. Yeah. So that way, you know, you actually do receive, the, you know, the value that you work for. Yeah. And you know, so like, if you don't do shit ever, if you just sit there on your ass all the time, you're not gonna value or you, you know. So like, yeah, I guess that's and, just kind of connecting for me. That's right. I really do like that that idea because it. Right. Seems like to be very fair. 
And honestly, there's one part that I really, really admire on the innovation side is the energy sector with blockchain because it's not like, okay, you pay a monthly subscription to something or, okay, you pay this electricity bill to this company who monopolizes on your <laughs> whatever, on your electricity. You know, everything is, is very... Um, interchangeable which is nice because like if i'm not using a certain amount of energy or if i'm using a certain amount of clean energy or everything it's everything's very 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 well thought out um in a way that you're not like i said you're not you're not forcing to keep up with an old structure of these centralized corporations and fitting their needs so that they can profit off of your <laughs> survival it's it's really just so okay well this is what we have now let's let's have all these different engineers and um computer scientists and fucking amazing brilliant people organize it and make it work for everybody in a fair incentivized way Mm -hmm. where the little guy does not get fucked over which is the great part on the whole like liberal anarchist type side and everything but it's also actually really brilliant that like we're not having a um we're not having structures that were started in the 1600s that are still kind of evolved but haven't changed much in the past Mm. 80 years technology that no longer serves us in the way that it once did it is now right you know we need to innovate it we need to change it i think you know especially with financial and energy sector, but also, you know, yeah. I'm sure there are ways that we can implement this with the uh, education centers, you know, our prison systems. Yeah. All of these things yep. can be affected in, in the profoundly more, um, profoundly more, uh, man, I keep running out of uh, words because I keep saying profoundly. A lot. <laughs> um, the profoundly impactful and meaningful and, uh, better way I, well honestly lack of a better it's, word, it's pretty a, compassionate as well it's also very compassionate the way this is all actually working you know because we're beneficial, actually a profoundly beneficial way yeah Gosh. yeah beneficial for sure yeah no yeah it, it is pretty beautiful like the whole movement that's happening um that it, it's it's permissionless trustless it, mm-hmm. it does it, it does not require a fat man losing his hair to yeah. say no Mm-hmm. And or like yes, and I know we're gonna have Jason here next week too. Oh yeah, um, yeah and yeah. Uh, we're definitely gonna get deeper into talking about you know exactly what blockchain technology is, in 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 like a root sense and also in uh, applicable ways, and kind of talking more uh, uh, specifically with decentralization methods as well. I feel like I'm gonna try and we're gonna try and bring that into yeah. play because I feel yeah. like Jace might have a good amount to offer there. And you know, vice versa. I think he's he he's sucked down the rabbit hole too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's been making a lot of videos with that with Cosmic yeah. Origins. If you guys still you know ever checked out his yeah. podcast or um, you know just channel. Yeah, it it is pretty beautiful too because you end up like I think everybody ends up like kind of hopping into um, the crypto space because of money because of this old system that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a spiritual revolution of our yeah, our, our, yeah. our valued our, our value of energy yeah. in this society. You yeah. know, it's like a quantum leap. Yeah. You know, if you will like it's amazing, from what I yeah. under, like I I personally do not understand crypto and and, and uh, the the crypto sphere and the 
blockchain stuff. Like I just I I haven't given it the too, I haven't given it enough thought and attention. Yeah, I've yeah. just kind of given that responsibility to you and hope yeah. that you could like yeah. help bridge the gap for me. Yeah, like, yeah. Grab my hand and pull me up. Well, but, yeah, like, yeah. I gotta I gotta get more into that. So I think it is valuable too that I don't know much. Because yeah, that's anybody nice that's too. listening that doesn't know much, yeah, I'm kind of forcing them to break it down and explain stuff to me that I don't understand. Right. And hopefully it can help, you know, you guys, our listeners, understand this stuff and realize the, like, really actual solid relevance and, and strength of some of this stuff that's coming in. It's, it's very powerful. Yeah. You know, when we, I think one of our first, like, probably the second episode I think we did with this podcast, mm-hmm. we talked about the shift. I feel like we didn't really right. get to talk too much about, um, no, that was Flow was our second episode. So maybe like the third or fourth, one of those, we talked about the great shift. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I don't think we really got to express just what we meant by that. But like this, this coming of new technology, like blockchain, that's going to basically uh, completely alter the way we live our societies, the way our societies are structured and built and the way our, we live our lives mm-hmm. from this point onward. It's like... In, from what I understand, it's like the invention of the wheel in terms yeah. of like how much it's going to progress us. Yeah. This this is a, a cyber um, industrial revolution, like a cyber revolution of uh, technology. And yeah. like, honestly, it is going to be so beneficial to kind of start to understand these things and learn these things. And I, I genuinely feel like, you know, future generations to come are going to look back at our generation as, like, pioneers into the cyber, right, you know, right. the cyber realm. Because nobody else had it before us. Right. You know, like, we're the first. And, yeah. And everything that we do is going to ultimately determine the, the complete and utter direction of humanity from this point on. You know, like, if we just decide not to go into this and to understand these things and teach it to our children... Then like it's it won't nothing really will come of it, you know. Yeah, it'll just take longer it'll and longer. It'll take longer, and yeah, the more we do this, the better we're going to impact our society because it's going to be the gateway to and probably the discovering even. of you know like zero yeah. point energy and stuff like that because right this is going to alleviate so much of the constant repetitive patterns of uh, suffering and and struggle. Yeah, it's going to alleviate so much of that that we're going to basically give the opportunity to so many more people to have the time to sit there and contemplate the nature of life, the nature of existence. Right, right. And, and to, to do the things like Nikola Tesla and, and to innovate and to have these profound, unique, and extremely creative and clever creations and it's going to ex- exponentially progress our society in a, in a way that even from the past century, we've seen how that stuff has happened, how, like, rapidly... Our civilizations have industrialized, and how those technologies travel—that's going to look like nothing compared to what this stuff kind of does. You yeah, know, know. it's going to be so exponentially. You know, we're already trying to go to Mars. That's going to be nothing. Yeah. You know, like right, right. When we give humans the opportunity to actually work together rather than against each other, the strength and power that that collective gives us is like. Right, because when we're not all scrambling around trying to fix problems that we created two centuries ago, you know, like, it will be so much more freeing to actually contribute in a, in a world where you do fit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's not it's not a world where you're just trying to fit 
you know, in a, in a system that just doesn't work anymore when everything really is so centralized, everything, everything, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's going to be really, really beautiful when it's, when it's to the point where it's so easy that you don't even need to know what blockchain is. It doesn't fucking matter. Just like you don't really need to know how the internet works, you just mm-hmm. fucking use it. And it makes your life so <laughs> much more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's really, really beautiful. Really yeah. beautiful. Like, it's it's given me, like, so much more hope and everything be- mm-hmm. beyond just like, okay, well, I don't really know. I mean, it's not something I can fix alone. It's not something I'm uh, capable of, you know, walking around and... Preaching, preaching God to every single person and hoping they become more compassionate. No, <laughs> we just need a system that works for everybody, you know. And not to sound like you know, like we're like utopianists, like like we're like sitting here being like this is going to save the world. Mm-hmm. We're it's, all our problems will cease to be if we embrace this technology. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. What we're saying is it's going to give us the opportunity to really get to know what our beings are capable of. What what we're capable of achieving when we actually work together. When you eliminate some of the core things that divide us as societies and as, as a planet, and, and we actually can start to use technologies that... I don't think there's anybody out there that genuinely wants to destroy the rainforest. Right. Maybe the people that are actually physically cutting it down just don't give a fuck. But if we can come up with a way to like actually save our ecosystem from like total collapse... You know, and like like revive the the natural uh, the natural matrix of this planet, and 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 our oxygen needs, and our resources that are limited, and and come up with a way that that no longer has to deal with those struggles where we have to put all our energy and might into like hoping this country doesn't try to eliminate an entire like ethno like, population of somebody, like, commit genocide or, like, invade each other and have all these world wars and these just power struggles of who gets to rule the world if we decentralize it and essentially, essentially, rule the world individually, sovereignly, you know? it, it It's not a centralized system. It's a system that we get to govern ourselves in a way. You know, I think that there is still benefit for having some sort of a communal type of, um, you know, government where like, a, you know, for for basic needs and stuff. But, but the decentralization of it is taking the core uh, majority of the power out of a small few and distributing it across all of us. We all get access to resources. We all get access to, um, you know... We'll get access to the essentials in life based on the hard work that we put into it. And it's not a system of economy or, or, you know, system of... system of society that, you know, we have to compete with others just to survive. It's... we're we're segueing into a sector of human... Uh, civilization that the struggle to survive is at a minimum. We 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 as a collective of humanity won't have to struggle to survive anymore. And that's what I think is the value that's coming with with that 
opportunity that it's giving us to progress rapidly as a society. Because you take that away, you give everybody enough time to stop focusing on just not dying and, and, and focusing on that suffering and give them the opportunity, as I said before, to contemplate the nature of reality, contemplate the nature of life, um, and develop some sort of collective enlightenment process that is something that our, our planet from our from our recorded history has never experienced before. And how amazing it is to be alive during this time. And just to experience experience this, you know. It's moving. It's you know, I don't like to use the generalized term of just like it's spiritual, but I mean like the spiritual uh the spiritual profoundness, again, the word profound, the spiritual profoundness in this this age of humanity is just so moving and touching that it's just amazing. And, you know, I've just been trying to monologue this while Dev went to the bathroom. <laughs> so you're kind of getting annoyed or just like losing interest in the things I was saying because I've been sitting here alone. <laughs> And it doesn't matter because it's perfect. Yeah, my bladder was going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> and mine too, so now Dev, you yeah. get to monologue. All right, I, yeah, I'll get to monologue a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, I don't know all what Zach was uh, talking to you fellas about, or, you know, fellies or fellies. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it is, it is pretty awesome to see where everything is moving. And I've obviously got sucked down the rabbit hole, you know, of this whole uh, decentralized, you know, trustless, you know, system that we've got going and everything. But, I mean, yeah, with uh, one thing, too, that I thought that was really kind of exciting was, um, you know, with uh, Elon Musk, obviously, um, he's uh, doing the Starlink project where um, he's already sent, like, a whole bunch of satellites um, out into the orbit of uh, the Earth and everything. Um where we can actually provide, um, like an internet connection, you know, for the whole world, you know, so that, I mean, obviously you can pick or choose, you know, whether you want to even, um, be involved with any sort of world, um, you know, structures like the internet, any sort of technologies and stuff like that. Cause I respect that too, with a lot of like more of the indigenous cultures and everything, um, where honestly, a lot of indigenous cultures probably in a way are even better off, you know, not having some of the luxuries, you know, that we've become, you know, you know, acquainted with. But either way, there'll be the opportunity for everybody to be able to have Internet access, um, which will be pretty amazing from like the educational standpoint and everything and being able to connect with one another, obviously, and uh, hopefully being able to uh be uh helped even in the like uh healthcare realm of things being more decentralized and everybody held um you know accountable for and uh that you know everybody can have access to those things like financial systems or healthcare systems and educational systems and so on and so on you know so that that will be really exciting i think for a lot of uh third world countries that might actually be interested in and in being able to be a part of more of the like um Global technology tribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that, like, you know, pick or choose it. You know, that's okay. Sometimes I feel like it's just time for me to go out in the woods and not speak, you know. And live in, like, houses made out of bamboo and, like, 
have mm-hmm. collected rainwater, and that's just like a simple, mm-hmm. you know, tribal. Because that's like a really wholesome, like hardworking life. And that's you know? where like a lot of the spiritual, like some of the most profound spiritual insights. Again, the word profound. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it comes from it's, these. It's types cool of... that they can still have access to things like healthcare, though, and stuff like that. Because that part, I think, is is nice. Because like then, if you are an indigenous, um, you know, community member, and you end up having, you know, some sort of. Uh, issue where it would be nice to be able to have like if you break your surgery arm, like trauma related like if you break your arm you're not it's not a death sentence you're not going to die because you broke your arm like right you, right you can keep going keep contributing to your tribe and your society yeah and like you know I know this is a touchy subject for some people especially nowadays but like vaccinations and stuff you don't have to worry about dying from smallpox and measles and you know or yellow fever you know like you can live your society in a way than then in your tribal sense and that connection of just yeah. like pure earth you know resource like just readily available primary resources of earth like wood and and just things like that you're not worrying about the and whatever. when you know what i'm saying and when a lot of you humans worry about dying every second and and also like when a lot of humans aren't like kind of by default having to work in um corporations that own the world you know we actually will get to branch out as well to all these other countries which is like something just kind of obviously i feel like we'll take another decade before we're able to like be able to have like um you know we'll have like uh you know hospitals and we'll be able to have like um uh schools built and we'll be able to have like uh you know clean water and and stuff like that and be able to have everything kind of more spread out and not centralized to certain cities or certain areas of countries, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. It'll be really nice to have those kind of basic amenities that, like, you shouldn't... That should be a human right just because we're techno, we're able to do that, you know, without it being a money-making scheme, you know. It shouldn't, shouldn't have to be just because a corporation, you know, you know gets the say whether or not you want to participate with clean water like even god like even in america like we're so fucking privileged and still there's cities where we just don't they just don't have the option for clean water and there's water companies that are doing fantastic with bottled water there because you can't drink their water you know you can't drink the local you know tap tap water Mm -hmm. you can't you know Mm -hmm. and then you hear a lot of people saying like oh where's the compassion why don't you just you know just give them the water why do you have to sell it to them well i mean like we're still paying for our tap water it's not given to us right and like we pay for a lot of things that we don't even really think about like our gas and electric and all those things we're still paying for them and a lot of those things come from you know areas of uh, like I, especially, I'll say our electric comes from primarily coal plants. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Sometimes from you know, like in Texas, I think twenty five percent of their um, electric grid comes from like uh, renewable energies, like wind and and solar. But that's you know, the rest of it still comes from. I still think fracking is actually a. Uh, it's actually a rather energy efficient um, in- thing, but but um coal mines like uh, coal plants still run a, pr- a large quantity of our energy grid and that's shown to have the largest amount of emissions and all of that stuff yeah yeah like 70 percent of our electricity is coming from coal and obviously that's not a renewable resource even our electric um, cars run on basically they run yeah, from right electric electricity that came from the burning of coal yeah you know it's right which is and, dirtier uh, than burning gasoline yeah 
Um, but one thing I was going to say, too, that's really cool they're doing in Texas. I've really been admiring Texas. Sorry, not to, like, gush too much over Texas. but <laughs> They're doing a lot. But, yeah, Texas, um, but, you know, Elon it's Musk's. Boomer than Texas. You know, Elon Musk's um, whole, um, what's it called, um, oh, SpaceX? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, like, um, their base is going like to be out Star there. Star City or something like that? Or? Yeah, yeah, their base is out there, and they, they've got a few cities that they operate out of out in Texas, but they're also working on setting up the uh, solar panels to be able to actually um, power uh, the whole United States. Um, with just solar energy, a lot of which a lot is of amazing too, because then with a lot of blockchain technology, you can actually trade and give your extra energy that you are not using to your neighbor mm. and your neighbor's neighbor. And your like neighbor's when you neighbor have an incident like what happened countries. in Texas, you can you can donate your energy to like when Texas yeah. went through their blackout or energy yeah, shortage. Exactly that storm. Exactly. Wow. So you it's can, like you can donate directly, and direct you can energy do that probably with causes. the satellites that Elon Musk wow. has set up. The Starlink. Yeah. Have you seen them? I I've only seen pictures. Obviously, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They flew over Ohio like pretty early on. Like, oh, that's cool. I, I remember yeah. seeing like pictures and people being like, like, holy shit! I'm pretty sure I saw it, but I don't want to say I did and be just like an idiot because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like. It was not that clear of a night, but, like, I was, like, yeah. I thought they were UFOs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> turns out, no, it's just, like, an insane system of satellites that, like... It's just our alien when did human those go friend, up there? Elon, like, yeah. <laughs> how did we not even, like, really know about, like... Yeah. Why was that not, like, like when we launched to the moon? I know, like, I know. I saw even a thing, like, where he... It was, like, a, a, a co- concept design for, like... Quantum internet, which is basically like a satellite that directly beams, like into your household. That is like an unhackable internet that it produces. That yeah. was like a, a, I think it was Elon Musk's, uh, like at least his company, um, with SpaceX's um, design or you know like yeah. an asset of that or a function of that. Yeah, that's um, those. Uh, that's with the Starlink though. That's with um, where they basically have that little. It's like a little antenna. That that ties into the um, you know the Starlink's energy grid, uh, the the internet grid they have there, mm-hmm. you know, um, and if that's gonna be all, it's it's a pretty amazing. It's it's, it's really futuristic. You know, we're gonna have to bring really that up fast. with Jace too, because yeah. I feel like we can have some great conversations with that stuff. Because yeah, you know, I feel like he talks a lot about that. Yeah, that yeah. same kind of stuff. So we can get on another level with that. Pretty deep into this podcast now. Yeah, I guess this is just a teaser a little bit. We will. It's like a gauntlet that. of spiritual, like, <laughs> spiritual and just like like uh, contemplative. Yeah. Uh, technological. Yeah, we are cyborgs now. No, it's, we it's are not cyborgs. <laughs> In a I'm, way, we kind of are. Me, I'm still bag of meat. Me, I'm still bag of meat. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. I mean, me and bag of meat and everything else, but yeah, yeah. You know, we, to to put it into you know languageable terms. Yeah. Me and bag of meat. You <laughs> and bag of meat. Yeah. We are not cyborgs. We are not, you know, deep state <laughs> agents <laughs> of cyborg technology. We are not Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like data. even just saying that is going to make people suspicious that we are now, yeah. and that's like, shit. Yeah. We were talking about that before. Like, even if you didn't do something and somebody, like, confronts you about something, oh. you still, like, feel yeah. guilty, and you're like, how do I not look guilty? Even yeah. if you didn't do something, like, you didn't do the thing that you're being accused of. I know. Like, I know. God. 
I know. Because you're like, this person thinks I'm guilty, so how do I not act guilty? Like, what if they think I'm guilty? Like, if I can't portray Uh, my innocence to them, then then I might as well be guilty. I'm going to be punished. I know. I did that earlier. We were having that conversation earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling like... I'm guilty, <laughs> and it's like a what? <laughs> like, yeah, like with like fights in like a relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when yeah. just somebody's like just like paranoid about something or whatever. Yeah. It's like you didn't do anything, but like shit. What if I look like I did do something? Yeah. Anytime like somebody's so like, "Where's talent. my, where's my, whatever, where's my vape?" I always say, "Where's my vape?" Mm-hmm. For example. <laughs> Solution like, to relationships: blockchain. Yeah, yeah. The, Decentralizing uh, relationship. Yeah, decentralize your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> decentralize love, man. Decentralize love. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be our uh, a shirt. Yeah. I'm going to write that in quotes. Yeah, decentralized. <laughs> De- decentralized marriage. <laughs> no, gosh. That's going to get a lot of monogamy nuts out of it. I'm a monogamy nut. I mean, yeah, not nut, but like yeah, monogamous. Yeah, I'm a monogamous, yeah. I mean, I've met people that are, like, polygamous, and it's, like, they seem like they really love their life, but it's just not something that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you ever met somebody that's, like, really, like, yeah, I'm in an open relationship. It's, like, ah, oh, I could never I do have, that. but I don't really believe it somewhat, you know, just because of human insecurities. I don't really think so. We attach, you know, we attach. I think it's really hard to come from a place where it's, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really hard to come from a place where you're really, truly, like, unconditionally, like, it's fine, you know? It's fine. Our our connection, our intimacy, you know, isn't that special and unique. You can do that with other people. You know, I feel like just for me, my human insecurities would be like, no, no, no. Aren't, aren't, aren't we something special? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think we're, so, I think we're special. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, because, like, you know, like, I think that there's a lot of benefits because, like, having two heads that are, like, you know, basically, like, best friends and in a relationship is so much more than just, like, a sexual bonding and, like, even just producing of kids. But it's, like, you know, it's, like, a very – it's a useful tool. And I feel like, you know, when you spread that thin with a polygamous style of a relationship, you're not getting those deep, deep, deep intimate bonds that you would get with somebody that you literally, like – you know, sacrifice, you know, and, 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 and grow with. But I guess, you know, if you're in, like, a very, like, structured polygamous relationship where you have that intimate bond with, like, a group of people, I guess that could yeah. be, you know, I mean, I, I'm not polygamous, trying to discriminate. I guess I just, Yeah, polygamists like, do it differently, too, where it's, like, they either will just, like, they're, they'll just have sex with other people just because sex is, like, just a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Or they just, don't care, like, it's fine. You can emotionally, like, the free love movement in the 60s, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, where you can emotionally actually be intimate with other people, not just sexually, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not insecure. I am, I love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, I'm I'm kind of conditional i guess in that way if if i would be hurt yeah that's well, I mean, yeah i would be the same way too i think well i guess it all comes down to building the structure of the start of a relationship is setting the foundation of saying this is the kind of relationship i'm interested in yeah if you break this essentially contractual agreement that we have between us and you know that's just you know that's 
That's going to hurt me emotionally. This is what my boundary is for this relationship. Yeah. And if you don't want to meet those needs, then, you know, we won't have this relationship. Yeah, I don't I, I don't want you having podcasts with other people, Zach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Um, oops. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, I mean, because that's like infidelity in a relationship is like, it's like people that could literally live like they're like, you know, decades together. And then if somebody just like literally just sleeps with another person they, they yeah. literally sever that entire decades long of yeah that emotional relationship that, that bond. emotional when intimacy like, i think a lot of people might try to i don't know i don't i've never really th- i don't know why we're even talking about this right now <laughs> we're trying to decentralize love you people yeah 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 <laughs> but it's more or less uh oh man i i just love life i'm just happy to be alive and and to breathe and strive you know um, but truly though, like we are gifted such an amazing opportunity to just experience like the unfolding of reality. Yeah. And I just have a quick question. So does reality contradict itself or are we just dumb? I thought about that when I went to go pee and I wrote it down. I think reality from our lens right now, like, Both? like a lot of sciences <laughs> and stuff are like measuring like basically like objectival reality, like yeah. things and measurings of reality and they completely contradict themselves. Pretty much quantum physics contradicting actual physics. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, but a lot of different ways. Or are we just like I, I say dumb, but I don't mean dumb, but yeah, I mean yeah. are we just have we just not understood yet the connections that, that right now look like they're just like reality's contradicting itself. Everything looks insane. It's like there's a whole quantity of people that are like basically going to about to go to war between whether or not we you know move towards capitalism or communism as like a society and it's like bro, blockchain it. Yeah, Either. right. right like, let's you know we can do like a free market uh economy based on blockchain decentralization methods. And completely restructure society to the point that we don't even have to consider these old methods of yeah. of governing our, our our societies that don't serve us anymore, that are so flawed that, you know, both both of the leading uh conveyors of those two ideologies are very unhappy with their societies. And there's tons of flaws with both of them, you know? Yeah. At least in the way we have this like this weird you know, constitutional republic slash democracy in the United States is yeah. really turning a lot of people off. Seeing how like some of this stuff is unveiled and the opportunities of corruption. If we can, yeah. Well, because we we do eliminate um, that corruption. Like we do, you know, technically or whatever. We have like a you know a representative democracy. But I guess also to be clear, if anybody uh, like has like more of like a political. Um, uh, preference or something too or uh, like whatever a governmental structure p- preference blockchain would really be a lot about like um an actual real democracy where everything is open source and very it, it's a trustless democracy a democracy or republic because there is a, a difference so what's the difference um i'm probably gonna butcher it but i'm pretty sure it's so like a republic is basically the system that we have with um the way we have uh what's it called um the electoral college because if it weren't oh. basically if uh, a democracy if we were just a pure democracy essentially it would be based off a popular vote and that means New York and LA 
would basically decide the entire country's vote every single oh, election. Oh, right, right, okay, I see so what you're So it's saying. like it, everybody else's voice doesn't matter because the primary population is in L.A. and New York. Right, and right, right. It would just be about whatever they want. Right, and, right, okay. You know, L.A. and New York City are both, you know, not agrarian cities, so obviously they're not going to have, like, you know, like the same What's political agenda, uh, uh, agricultural. Um, oh, yeah, okay. You know, like, they benefit off of agricultural things, but they're not going to have the same political agenda as people in Utah, uh, Utah, or, yeah. well, or like uh, Iowa, you know? Yeah, or Where it's yeah. all cornfields and it's all structured off an, ag- an agronomic um, source of income and, and, and yeah, it's our economy, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, there are actual differences that that takes place. So basically the... Um, a republic would give the people of Iowa just as much of a voice or, you know, like a determined value of voice, like seven electoral votes versus like the 37 of California. Yeah. You know, like it gives them a little bit more of a voice because they're a smaller population, but they are a very vital population to the rest of the whole. Right, right, yeah. it gives them a good value. That's why I like republic more than I like the structure of democracy because people think democracy is more fair because it's a popular vote, but it's like... No, not really, though, because, like, first off, you know, like, I, I get that there are a lot of needs for a lot of different types of people. The Electoral College gives the most people the most opportunity to you know, get their needs met, you know? Well, Otherwise, and if you think about it, though... South Dakota... Well, okay, so first, technically, so, uh, just first off the bat, yeah, um, blockchain would be Democratic, then it wouldn't be Republic, uh, whatever, um, but... Also, obviously, we're in the real early stages, but I was kind of thinking about that while you were saying that, too, because then, also, if you're thinking about how people are voting in certain states, they're voting usually to fix certain problems that they have within that state, because obviously Mm -hmm. we have our own countries inside of a country over here. Which is why we have sovereign states. Yeah, yeah. And the more centralized our government is, the less power the sovereign state has to meet its own needs, and it has to look towards a centralized entity like the federal government. Which, decentralizing it would basically make the federal government not as much. So, like, you know, a Iowa can basically vote for itself and its own needs and, and to do all those things. California can do the same for themselves. We don't have people in California trying to outvote the people in South Dakota because they have different political agendas. Right, right, you know? yeah. So decentralizing it would, you know, in fact, give more power to the sovereign entities or states yeah. that, that we live in. You know? Yeah. Most people don't... A lot of people don't even know who their governor is. You know, I think the pandemic basically gave everybody the opportunity to like, oh, that's who my governor is. <laughs> yeah. like, what they do, you know. Yeah, or what they look like. Yeah, what they look like, what their name is. I didn't you know, know what our governor really looked like. What even, what are they even capable of doing, you know, like. Yeah, right, right. Like a lot of people, a majority of people didn't even know those things before all of this happened. Yeah. So it's like. We should be seeing that kind of stuff all the time. We should be more actively involved in our sovereign states. Uh, in a local level, yeah, but of course. The more and more we're yeah. pushed towards drawing our attention to the federal government, the more centralizing we're making. Exactly. We're, we're giving more power to it because that's where we're giving our attention and our our, our trust. And, and then we say things. we don't want a dictatorship. We don't want communism. We don't want one party or we don't want one entity to control our, all our decisions. But then we are like, wait, why aren't you? We're in trouble here. Manipulation, control. Right. And, I know, it's crazy. Know, yeah. I think most people are willing to admit that you know, our, our centralized media outlets are 
wildly out of control in terms of like, you know, they they definitely push political agendas oh, almost yeah. to the point where they'll they they have the power to literally change what you think to completely take something that happened and tell you it's something completely different and you leave the room thinking that to what change they told your whole you reality rather than what you witnessed. Yeah, to change like, your actual experience and reality as a human. You know, they convey perspectives and and profit off of conveying specified narratives of perspective to you rather yeah. than just delivering the truth to you. They're profiting off of you know. Yeah, that's another and, and that's another area where like there's lots of developers Decentralizing media? Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I get behind that entirely. Especially with the whole censorship, too. It's just it, it, with um with uh, social mediaing and uh, messaging and all those things, you know, because obviously there's corporations that mm-hmm. profit off of all those things and also being centralized. And the more centralized it is, everybody's giving the, uh, um, what's the word, the authority, the... Yeah, the the authority of yeah. like Google. You know, if Google says it, it's true. Yeah. But if like you know some random magazine I haven't heard of says it, it's probably not true. You know, what does Google say about yeah, it? Yeah, it gives it that credibility. The more we, yeah, credibility and and authority yeah. to you know like like one source of information, if we can decentralize it. We can kind of get a broader perspective and and learn how to critically critically decipher you know meaningful truth rather than just looking to one entity as being, like, the source of all truth. Because Google doesn't fucking know everything. Yeah. You know? You know, it has a lot of information on there that can solve petty matters, like, you know, like, who starred in this movie? No, it wasn't them. But, like, when it comes to, like, actually discovering your worldview and what you truly believe about the world, you got to look into yourself. Do hardcore research and, and, and truly discover what you actually think, rather than just asking Google or CNN, or Fox News, or some podcast like us, you know. Do your research and and try to actually discover who you are and what you think. Because you might be surprised that maybe you're arguing about points that you don't even actually agree with. You're literally just arguing them because, like, that's what you were told, you know. If you watch Fox News, you're going to argue Fox News points. If you watch CNN, you're going to argue CNN points. But do you actually even think either of those things? Have you done any research outside of what they've done for you and told you that they've found, you know, things like that? I think blockchain would give us the opportunity to kind of, like, have to do that in a way. Right, because it's based on trust that if I hear something on a on a news source, it's based on trust. I'm not actually going into another country to see it for myself, you know? Like, I, a lot of it's just based on trust. That's all it is, you know? And obviously, we're living in a world where we really can't trust anymore because everything's kind of real shaky. And that's like... Yeah, the information warfare type of stuff we're witnessing. Yeah, yeah. You know, who's more, who's misinforming you more? You <laughs> yeah. know, like, is it, is QAnon or Antifa or yeah. CNN or China or yeah. America? Who's giving you more disinformation? Yeah, who should I be afraid of? And, and realizing that everywhere is feeding you both accurate and disinformation, you, it's kind of like, well, fuck. You gotta look everywhere and then decipher like what's realistic, what's which you is know, actually probable, good. What's you know, it, yeah, it's giving you the ability I mean, that's to why critically dis- the internet is already a pretty discern truth. Yeah, the internet already is a pretty awesome way of doing that because then I don't have to just listen by word of mouth from a radio show. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's like there's already so many different media outlets that I can pick and choose based on my bias, or there's already so many different websites that I can go to look for, you know, or people who specifically maybe go to all these different media outlets all over the world. It's like, it's like, it's pretty awesome that already the internet is the, it was the beginning of decentralization, Mm -hmm. obviously. And it took obviously a lot of corporations out of work and it built up a lot of corporations as well and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff so i think even in a decentralized world i think there still will be little centralized entities as well that can still exist mm-hmm. i think it's just going to be a more fair capitalism mm-hmm. where it's actually the demands of people are being met and it's not the options of demands yeah. you know because if i well yeah well, i could go on i think one of the though. biggest points that people you know kind of rely on took that that allows them to keep pushing for centralization of things is simply that it's laziness. Like, I mean, I say that in, like, a polite way, I mean, though. Like, you know, w- we have such little to worry about in in uh, comparison to, like, you know, previous generations of humanity. You know, we have so much more access to information and, and to resources and all those things that we don't have to work as hard to get these things. Yeah. So we don't have to have as 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 hardcore of a work ethic and to put in all that time and energy and effort into doing things. If we just centralize everything and give it to, you know, Google, you know, now we don't have to, like, you know, navigate cyber terrain and the topographical differences between certain technologies like Android versus Apple, how different they are. We can just pick one and just, like, you know, that's it. You know, yeah. we don't, you know, but if you and there's put in the options. hard work to navigating that cyber terrain and really trying to understand what kind of world we're moving into, it's that hard work pays off. You know, we can't give in to that. Just give everything the responsibility, give you know all of our responsibility into one entity. And then, you know, we'll just, you know, accept that. Yeah, they're even like spread it out. Like they're like even like it's just kind of amazing because you really do take a better look at the whole world. When it's like they're even decentralizing food, <laughs> literally, like they're decentralizing groceries and food. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, if, you if you think, think about, about it, like Dole, the company Dole has like a monopoly basically, and they have had for generations. Yeah, uh, yeah. over you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, tropical fruits and and things. Yeah, if you decentralize that, you know, it's it's demonopolizing, if you will. Yeah, I think a lot of people might look at decentralization from the perspective of say like a capitalist and say oh this is moving towards socialism and vice versa somebody who's socialist looking at it and saying oh this is this is just another facet of uh you know the free market economy and you know we need all it's different than both it's its own thing yeah we need to stop comparing it to our enemy and thinking oh it's more like that or no recognize it as its own entity and and use your ingenuity and and and, um intelligence as a human to to embrace and to uh, make this technology into something that you want to see in the world rather than pretending that it's something that you don't want in the world. You know, like... Yeah, that's the fun. It, you can create whatever you want. It's like, it's an open thing at this at this point in time. Yeah. It's, it's open for... It's up for grabs. And, mm-hmm. and how we utilize it now is going to determine, you know, whether all of humanity... You know, where we go now, we go indefinitely to make a paraphrase of a 17 <laughs> yeah i know i heard that you know yeah. i think that that yeah. a lot of that stuff is starting to make a lot of sense is like you know yeah, yeah how we utilize this technology now 
is going to determine the, and, the yeah. course of human history. And you already see, too, like, that governments are already using blockchain technology, like the Air Force, the Navy, all these, all these like, U.S.-based, mm-hmm. you know, military. And you were and, telling me even seeing all the major banks dumping into these. Yeah, yeah. On the financial side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, on the, on the currency side, you see that the structures are already like, oh, shit, this is where we're moving. So they, they obviously need to adjust, you know, before everything is obviously... Uh, you know, because we participate in basically like a Ponzi scheme because nothing's backed by anything. Nothing's held accountable. Ponzi scheme being a pyramid scheme? Yeah, uh, so yeah. you're saying we exist in a system that is a pyramid shaped? Perhaps <laughs> with an eye in the middle? Yeah, right. Literally. And Who's um, the small in the top of the pyramid and the bulk of the people at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Decentralizing is making it a... Mm-hmm you get what you put in type of value. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's not a communist society. It's not a socialist. It's not a capitalist. It's conservative or, you know, Republican or Democrat or any of those things. It's its own future. It's its own entity. And I think a lot of people just aren't really used to seeing something so uh, alien abstract and yeah. abstractly new that like right. we don't even have anything to really compare it to because it's 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 an entirely new innovation it's like you know the computer before there was an invention of a computer nobody would have even considered like what the computer is or even what the things that we're discussing right now yeah have anything to do with anything at all yeah before there was a computer this would be the most like pointless annoying and ununderstandable conversation yeah. I think, like, ever. Yeah. To them. You know, it'd be, like, just another language. Yeah. Even just using terms like cyber and computer and internet. Yeah. Just those base things. So this is all a brand new... Uh, right, yeah. Uh, ...opportunity to humanity, you know? Yeah, it really Can is adding a whole... To- it's adding, like, a whole nother layer on top of our reality... Which is really fucking cool. Because I do see that day-to-day, obviously. You know, even while we're just talking and I'm just, like, thinking about shit and I'm like... It's, 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 it's really beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's like... It's, I mean, the terrain of cyberspace is literally, like, access to hyperspace. Like, you know, we see, you know, Earth and we see the great space, the void and stars and all those things... There is an invisible universe that, you know, we get to create in a sense. You know, we get to create and also react and adapt to, yeah. you know, this this technology in a way that is not going to harm us and become like some weird Terminator-like scenario. <laughs> yeah. You know, it yeah. can, I'm sure it can get that way. Yeah. Especially yeah. if we just don't pay attention to it and try and hope it goes away or like just, you know, whatever we think of it and just reject it or whatever, you know. It can get in the hands of people that will, you know, attach it to all the world's nuclear systems, to a super intelligent AI that hates humans, and then use all those nuclears and create all these machines to, you know, kill off humans, and then have this, like, weird, dysphoric future of, you know, sci-fi-like robots that are, you know... Yeah, But it doesn't have to be. I mean, humans are very intelligent. We're so much more intelligent than we allow ourselves to believe. And that's not to say from an egoic perspective. What I mean is our ego actually probably more limits our ability to actually harness the intelligence we have access to because we make it about some kind of power struggle. If we can eliminate the power struggle 
and, and utilize these technologies that, that put us on, uh, you know, an even playing field, so to speak. Um, yeah, then we can get on with it. Then, yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we can evolve a lot quicker. And really get to know what kind of secrets lie within that 90% of our unused brain space. Yeah, right, right. And that's though. not to mention trying to, like, do all this stuff and then also, like, mushrooms and shit on top of that because, like, you know, I I, I, I couldn't possibly not throw in mushrooms in this tech, in this uh sponsored by <laughs> in this uh yeah. podcast yeah yeah have you ever tried mushrooms yeah. mushrooms are i use it for everything decentralized okay. psychedelics <laughs> oh my gosh that's a shirt right there yeah um but uh <laughs> he's writing it down too mm-hmm. for real <laughs> that's funny yeah um, no, yeah, yes. Yeah, I just, even lost my train of thought because I'm writing this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's it is really exciting, and it's already it's already being implemented. And obviously, you know, we can implement these technologies on a day to day level, but then there's all sorts of other levels that um, people are still creating, which blows my mind when I'm hearing about things where you know they've got augmented reality glasses and all those things, you know, that Google's working on and. All these companies on the tech side are working on these augmented reality. It's like integrating virtual reality with the real physical world, um, which is pretty cool. But like you know, it's getting closer and closer to like more like cyborgy. You know, so it's a little it's a little foreign, obviously, and alien. But um, but yeah, they're they're doing a lot with uh, virtual realities and augmented realities within this uh, like more techie space. Um, with blockchain and everything, which is which is pretty interesting, you know, because I'm I am curious to see where the like um, decentralized virtual reality, literally, like there's a there's a um, like a project or a game or a universe um, called Decentraland, um, where you can go in, you know, and it, it's literally a whole other world in virtual reality, you know, like where you actually live and work and contribute and and all these things. It's really crazy um i haven't actually participated in it you know um and they're working on the virtual reality side of things because it's more uh, it's uh, more on your computer now and then they're working on actually integrating it so that you can actually live your life in a virtual reality which for me is very like black mirror creepy i don't like that but augmented reality i think is pretty cool too but it's it's, it's really amazing it's so open-ended right now and you can see all these programmers and developers working on all these different fronts. It's it's a whole other fucking world. Yeah. It's insane. You know, I also got to say this, too, real quick. You know, if anybody is here listening to us still, if you're still here <laughs> listening to us, you know, yeah. if you Cheers. by the rare chance that you made it here and that you're still here, yeah. you know, first off, thank you. Yeah. Honestly, really yeah. thank you because, yeah. like... As long as, you know, like, what we say reaches some person, one person. Yeah. Whether they agree or disagree or like us or hate us, you know, like... Yeah. I just... It makes this a little bit more meaningful. hmm You know, or, it, you know, just makes it feel good. But if you're listening to this and... Or you know somebody that is uh, very uh, intelligent or articulate or knows a lot or wants to just talk about some of this stuff that we're talking about, whether it be spirituality or decentralization or technology Mm -hmm. or any of these things, we're very open to, you know, having, having discussions coming on here. You know, we can do uh, remote interviews with you over, over the internet. Yeah. Um, over yeah. the dial-up, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, over the I, online, <laughs> you know, there's a reason our name is Nomadic Curiosity. It's because yeah, our, we are curious 
it, our curiosity does not have a home. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. We're just open to hearing and learning as much as we possibly can and hearing all these different voices and perspectives about the world and and uh, specifically spirituality and, and, you know, psychedelia or uh, technology, blockchain, decentralization, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm very interested in learning about all of this stuff. And, you know, I hope that, like, you know, we can get some people that can come on here and really teach us something. Mm-hmm. Or, or even mm-hmm. if, like, you know, what we've said has inspired you to, you know, learn something or whatever, you know, most will really enjoy feedback and just hearing that, like, some of this stuff makes sense and just makes you feel or, or makes you learn something. Or even if you fucking disagree with some shit that we said, yeah, tell us and, yeah. you know, talk to us about it. Yeah. I'm very open to that, you know? We're not here trying to just, like, be idiots and just, well, maybe a little bit, but... Yeah, we, we want to learn. You know, That's yeah, what we're we doing. Wanna yeah, we want to learn. And yeah, we're yeah. never going to know if, like, you know, we, we had something wrong or maybe a different perspective on a matter. If nobody tells us, you know, mm-hmm. we're just going to go on ignorantly doing the same stuff until it bites us in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Always open. Always open to learn about anything. I don't care if it's like you specifically know a lot about uh, the different <laughs> species of potatoes. I, I'm curious. Or like you know? <laughs> strange oddities of erotic. Like, yeah. Um, what's the word? Uh, man, I'm losing the word a fixation or uh, no? um fetish like erotic oh, fetishes oh, or something fetishes. like even if it's just like that i mean yeah i hope not but like you know just saying as a example anything mm-hmm. if it's about machine parts for a soybean processing plant yeah well fuck it we'll give it a shot yeah we'll talk no about yeah it. that's true anything anybody's passionate about i want to know about because i'm like obviously you care about this enough that there's like something that like that keeps you entertained and wants you want to learn more and more about. So. And there's life experience in everyone that mm-hmm. we can learn from, you know? Mm-hmm. We all live and lead unique lives with specific challenges that are, you know, only really ever understood by others when you express them to us. And we're giving you a chance and a platform to come in and just express your your strength, hope, and experience, as AA would put it, you know? Mm-hmm. Share that stuff with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would be nice to see if anybody too would um would want to reach out too about like if you're like a recovering alcoholic or addict, you know, and stuff too. That's always like um, you know, that's always like a, it's always nice to meet other people, you know, who are, who have gone through you know similar processes and stuff, who have learned a lot in that aspect of life too, you know, because I'm sure you know lots of people have different interests, but even that's a nice like foundation, you know, that. I always like to, you know, I always like to learn about and talk to other people about, you know. Sobriety is another, like, aspect of, like, my life that's obviously very prevalent, you know. So. Yeah. I think we've covered a lot this episode. It's a pretty long one. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Jace uh, hopefully will be on next week and mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. the week after that, possibly Spooko. Still kind of working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff. Um He's going to add some more perspectives with us, Jace is, mm-hmm. um, and 
I think we had a lot of fun last time. So yeah, and who knows what Spooko? He's got that light codes page now. He's you know, yeah. been posting. He was really he was really interested in the flat earth theory last time. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, if I've you're done a flat earther, hit us up. I wanted I want to learn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've done my investigations and I kind of made my own opinions about it. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't think the Earth is flat, but like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey, they've done a lot of work and research into that thing and and thought. Yeah, At least yeah. give them a shot to like, you know. Yeah. To change my mind, if <laughs> as mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Crowder would say. Right. Yeah. Um. You know. Right. Or just you know. Share some stuff, Fuck, you know, and you know, Spooko, he shares so much, like, to- so many topics, so many really good posts, honestly. Yeah, anytime I do see anything, too, it always really does, like, really, like, it really does make you think. Light codes on Facebook, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 L-I-G-H-T-C-O-D-E-S, one word. Yeah. Um, it's a good page, definitely. Give him a follow, and uh, it's a private group, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a private group. Um, you just, you know, request to follow it. Spooko's the admin. I know I'm one of the founding members of it. I think maybe you are too. I post <laughs> oh, on there maybe. every now and again. I know uh, Kayanmo posts on there every now and again. Spooko obviously posts like daily. A lot of really awesome people there. Um, you know, so it's just this is a nice little online community. I know it's Facebook and people that are kind of decentralized oriented or just like you know conspiratorial realm of stuff. Don't want to go there, but. At least there's some safe havens in some of these groups that we can still, you know, talk about some of the spiritual stuff. You know, it's not a total loss because we can't talk about, you know, geopolitical conspiracy. Yeah, you can still com- meet a nice topics. person in Walmart and have a good talk too. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. even if it's something you don't support. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All yeah. right, though. Uh, All right. You know, as always, I am Zach. And co-host Devin Smith. I really appreciate you being here and sticking it to the end of this episode by the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> so I graciously would like to uh, bestow upon you to have a beautiful rest of your morning, noon, midday, evening, dusk, and night. Cheers. Zebra.